Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, you lovely lot. Welcome back to another episode of Creative Source with Andy Osho. Yeah, this is a podcast about creativity for creatives. And it doesn't matter where you are on the journey. This is a conversation for you. And we just talk about a different topic every week. This time, the conversation is about writer's block. We've been talking about authenticity um, and ideas and stuff like that. But what happens, all right? When the ideas stop coming or they feel like they stop coming. That's what we're going to talk about. Um, Before I get into it, um, thanks again, as always, to our patrons on Patreon. If you would like to become one, please visit the website patreon.com forward slash creator source with Andy Osho to find out more. One of the things we offer on Patreon is extras. So if you have asked a question or you want to hear more advice from my um, colleagues and friends who, who work in the industry, then just head over to Patreon where you can listen in to some more of that content. Writer's block. Let's talk about it. What is it? Well, it's, it's when we um, have an experience of ideas are not coming. There's no ideas. But I would argue that that's actually not what's happening. I think that when we experience what we all commonly call writer's block, I think what's actually happening is we are judging the ideas that come. I don't think there's nothing there. I think We don't think that what comes is good enough or fits the bill because ideas, as I said in the ideas episode, which, um, you know, maybe have a listen to that before you listen to this one, but ideas are constantly always coming and around us. They don't quit (laughs) basically. And they don't stop when we have writer's block. I think what happens is we hear them 
or we dismiss them as not being good enough because I need to solve this particular problem or I want to, to, to start this particular project. But an idea that I think isn't good enough for it isn't coming or an, I, I think an idea that is good enough for it isn't coming, should I say. So the ideas are there. We just don't like them. We want different ideas, better ideas, ideas that are more in keeping to how good we thought we are or how good we think we need to be to be able to realize on this particular project that we're working on. So that that is a very different um, approach, as it were, or way of seeing writer's block. And it's not one commonly held, but I do genuinely think, because I don't think I've ever not had an idea. I've had a lot of shit ideas. I've had a lot of ideas that don't work and aren't good enough for what I'm trying to achieve. Um, so if, if we accept that as a, as a possible way of seeing writer's block, and obviously this isn't specific to actual writers, you know, it, it can apply to whatever field you're working in, because if you're a songwriter, you can feel like there's a dearth of ideas. You can feel like nothing, nothing is in, I feel so uninspired. If you're an artist, you know, you can feel like, I just can't think what I want to paint. So, so there it is, even though we're calling it writer's block, let's call it creative block, right? So what, if we, if we accept that this is one possible interpretation of, of this phenomenon, um, what are, what are the solutions? Well, um, I, uh, found, you know, when I wrote my book, I found that because it was just such an overwhelmingly large number of words I had to create, I often put in placeholder ideas because I trusted. So that, and that was sort of my way of circumventing the, the writer's block experience. Because if I had stopped and thought, oh God, I need to come up with a fictitious name of a hotel. I, I would, I would be blocked. I, oh gosh, I can't think of something good enough. Oh, I've got writer's block. I might have, the narrative might have become, but instead what I do is I just, I literally sometimes just wrote funny hotel name or comical therapist uh, character or, you know, whatever, just write a placeholder, create a placeholder, create placeholding entities that you know and trust yourself to come back and have the creative skills and talent to be able to change. Because, you know, with my book, I, because it felt like I was, I was facing um, a mountain of words that I had to create. If I tried to make every um, place where I got a bit stopped and, uh, stopped at every point, I, I, I wouldn't get anywhere. So those placeholders were really cr- critical because when you circle back, then you're not having to worry about, you know, say for example, in my, in my situation, writing the book, but apply it to where, however you feel necessary. When I circle back, I'm not facing a mountain of words I've got to create. I've just got to now deal with placeholder number one. And then placeholder number two <laughs> and then placeholder number three. Do you know what I mean? So it made it so much easier and all art forms can have placeholders. Like in, when you watch, um, music documentaries and, and, you know, the artist is writing a song, like I watched Taylor Swift's, um, Miss Americana and there's times when they just tum to tum to tum. <laughs> And they go, and this bit goes, and that's them putting placeholders down. That's not what's going to be in the actual record. That's just them going, uh, lyrics, lyrics, lyrics here. (laughs) 
insert lyrics. And so every art form can have its own form of a placeholder. Over here, I'll, I'll paint some beautiful sort of ocean view and down here will be, I don't know, some sort of sea swell or something like that. So every form can have placeholders and they're really helpful because they just let you off the hook and they give you kind of a fun manageable bite-sized project to go back to once you finish the gargantuan task of creating the whole. Um, another thing to do, I say, is to leave it alone and come back with a, a fresh head because um, something that I find particularly is that you it's almost like we have to trick our brains into being on our side because often our brain can not be our chum. Our mind uh, can do all kinds of little loop-de-loops to trip us up and uh, other thoughts, procrastinating thoughts, self-doubt thoughts can come in and kind of hijack us. So taking a little bit of time away can allow um, our brains to kind of reset and make a little bit of room for um, uh, some fresh ideas and some different thinking and allow, in fact, allow the part of our brain that we require to be open and free and available to really come to the fore. Because most likely what's also happening during writer's block is that it's almost this self-perpetuating thing where this little kernel of an idea, like a kernel of a thought of like, oh, I'm blocked starts to take hold and it gains momentum to the point where the part of our brain, the facility to be open and available to ideas becomes sort of sidelined. So, so actually taking ourselves away and, and just giving ourselves space from the project um, can, can, can reset our brain and rebalance it so that we can, um, we can be available in the way that we need to be. James says, uh, James Canty, also a friend and a very good um, music video director. He says, when I'm trying to write things for short films or music videos, I tend to get ideas when I'm halfway between consciousness and sleep in the morning before I'm really awake. So it's almost like, like, this is like I'm saying, it's almost like you have to trick your brain into, um, or, or, or not trick it, but like give it the circumstances that it needs to be able to create and be available in the way that we need it to. So I thought that was quite, that was quite useful actually, that there's something, there's something particular about that time where it, and actually we are in a different set of brain waves. Uh, I, I think it's, is it gamma rays um, and alpha waves where we're, we're more um, creative. Gamma I think is a bit more low key, you know, just before we're going into sleep and alpha is more like inspiration. Beta is more like everydayness type of thinking. And delta is like deep sleep. I think, don't quote me on that. I'm sure someone can correct me. I'm sure, I'm sure someone knows better than I do. But, um, so what James is alluding to is that there's a, a space where he's in the more gamma waves kind of um, brain wave pattern where he knows he's more susceptible and available for ideas. So that's another way to clear this writer's block is, is to give your brain the conditions to create. Another solution as well, or another technique or something that you may, may find useful to apply is getting yourself out of the long grass of detail. 
before you're ready for the detail. Because sometimes you have just drilled too too far down into detail prematurely. And that's why you're blocked because you don't know what the whole looks like to be able to do detail. An example would be a sculptor. A sculptor would put their clay or their whatever onto their plinth and they wouldn't immediately start doing details. Say they were uh, sculpting a bust or something. They wouldn't immediately start sculpting eyelashes. They would start shaping the head, getting the ears, nose, mouth, getting a very basic overview. And then they would start to go in and refine and start to get the more um, um, sort of more fine tools to be able to to craft what they want to. And then, then right at the end, that's when the sanding and the, just the very small detailed changes would be made. They don't start by sanding, <laughs> trying to sand a block of clay, dry clay into a face or something like the, So, so, so that same analogy really can be applied to our writing or our, our whatever it is that we're creating. We don't start with the tiny detail when we've got this huge empty canvas. We start broad strokes, big, broad strokes in whatever it is we're doing. And then when we get down to it, then we can refine and refine and refine. And so sometimes if you've gone too far down into the refinement process too early, you could get blocked because you're not there yet. So sometimes pulling back to bigger picture type um, processes will free you up creatively. Sometimes I find also like doing a little bit of planning like stopping um, doing the writing and actually spending half a day sometimes I will. Like, I know it sounds like a lot of planning, but I, when I say planning, I'm not talking about just scheduling stuff, but I'm literally talking about going, hmm, okay, let me just read through this part of the thing. When would I, how would I like to approach that? Yeah, okay, I'll do, you know what I mean? So like quite detailed planning so that even though I've stopped for half a day, what I've actually gained is clarity, like a big picture clarity of where I actually am with that project. And it really makes a difference. Um, that's another way that you can kind of circumvent this whole uh, kind of writer's block experience. You're listening to Creative Source with me, Andy Osho. And don't forget about our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash creative source with Andy Osho, where you can support this podcast and keep the conversation going. So Earl, the actor, another friend of mine, it seems like all my mates are writing comments, um, but I swear like real people do too. Not that my friends aren't real. They're very, very real. Um, I've got just loads of imaginary mates. So Earl, the actor on Instagram, he says, ugh, writer's block. When I've been unable to get anything down or come up with an original idea, I tend to watch something of a similar style, genre, etc., And the brain starts firing on how I could make a scene I'm watching funnier or more intense, for example, hoping um, to get a little nudge of an idea that I can, um, that I can roll with and then grow into something better. I regularly draw inspiration from watching films and TV shows that haven't fully engaged me, but they allow my mind to wander on where I'd love to see what I'm watching go. That see, that's great. So he, so he's almost like finding a way to work with existing material to fire the specific creative part of his brain that he needs to, um, inspire his own writing. So you find whatever ways and techniques will work for you to facilitate your, um, your creative process. Because look, at the end of the day, it is not easy being a creator, especially on a professional level where you have to deliver 
regardless of how you're feeling, regardless of whether you feel blocked or not, you can't go, Oh, sorry. Um, I've, I've left a blank space here because I was not inspired. You have to deliver. And so w- one of the, um, important parts about becoming a professional is finding ways to manage your creativity so that you're not at the behest of how you're feeling. It is at the behest of what you want to create. So also another uh, solution is to let go of working linearly. Don't feel like you have to start at the beginning and finish at the end. Uh, you could write, if you're a songwriter, you could write a chorus first. That's what they do, right? They don't necessarily, they might go, oh, I've got a great idea for a chorus, but I, I'm, I'm not sure how the verse goes. Or I, I know I, I can feel the middle eight, but I'm not sure where it, where it sh- exactly it should sit. Well, in the middle, because it's the middle eight. But you know what I'm saying? I'm not a songwriter. I don't know the terminologies. But, um, you know, um, I, when I write um, treatments, which is basically um, documents that give an overview of what a TV series or a film is going to look like and feel like, I find them one of the hardest things, most unenjoyable actually things to write, or I did do until I found found a new way of approaching them. Because what I would always try and do uh, previously is start from the beginning and just write and write and write. But actually what started to work for me was just writing what I knew was true about the series and the characters and just writing it all down, kind of almost in note form. And then from there, I had something that I could look back and edit and then I could use a different function in my brain, the editor part, to make it good, gooderer. Whereas before I was trying to, I was was coming from it from the perspective of I must write a great treatment. But actually when I started to come from, let me just get everything down, then I can move to to the process, write a great treatment or write a treatment even. And then after that, the third process might be write a good treatment. And then the fourth process might be write a great treatment. But it meant that I had an access point. So I wasn't necessarily starting from the beginning. I was just sort of blurring everything onto the page. And then from there, I had something to work with. The hardest thing to work with is a blank page, an empty canvas. So if we can fill it with something, then knowing these placeholders, knowing that we're going to change it, then it makes the process so much easier. Um, another thing I do um, regularly, and this is specific to writing, uh, but it could apply to other uh, other sort of creative disciplines, is I make lists. So if we go back to the idea um, that I was talking about with my book, where I had to come up with the name of a, a hotel, or a ho- it was supposed to be a hotel chain that wasn't very nice. Um, that was the idea, but it also had to be, yeah, it had to be fictitious because obviously I can't use a real one because they were sue my ass. So I just made a list, a list, a list, a list. And I took like real hotel names and sort of mixed and matched names. Uh, you know, like how Alan Partridge came up with travel tavern, basically it's a sort of same principle. And so, um, I, I kept going with that until I found the, uh, the name that was just like, yes, that's, that's it. And that's the experience you want. It's like, yes, yes, yes. That's, that's the one. And you keep writing the list until you find the thing you want. And I do that with all kinds of things, with character names, with character background detail, um, what, what is driving this character? She, uh, her, her mother never loved her. Her father was, um, uh, uh, abusive. Her, her brother was, uh, killed in the uh, military, you know, whatever it may be, you just keep writing, keep writing, keep writing, keep writing. Oh, that's the one. And then that becomes your idea. I find lists so useful. And yes, sometimes it does take a really long time to get that aha feeling. And sometimes I do get a little bit stressed thinking, oh, it's not going to come. It's not going to come. And you know what I do? I walk away 
and I do something else and I come back. So you can mix and match all these techniques so that writer's block can never get a foothold. Also, um, I say, I say create fertile ground in which you can create. So give yourself an inspiring environment, physical environment I'm talking about. Like my um, desk looks out into my garden and I've got two screens. So it's really ergonomically uh, a very comfortable setup. I've got snacks on the go always try and keep them healthy. I do, but like, nonetheless, you, it's nice to just sort of nibble on something as you're working away. Um, I, I, where I used to work, I had like this huge, I had like double aspected, um, view out into the world. So it was kind of like, I was still part of the world, even though I was sitting at my desk that really worked for me. Um, and really what you're looking to do, and my chair is super comfortable as well, by the way. Um, it's just from Ikea, <laughs> but it's like one of those sort of wheelie, I mean, I've got wooden floors, so that, that helps, but it's like one of the wheelie chairs and, um, really, um, look at your working environment. If you work from home or wherever you're working, if you, if you have any dominion over it, if you have any say over what it looks like, make it as conducive to you as possible. Put up some inspiring images, put up some quotes that remind you of why you're doing what you, what you do. Don't worry about it being hokey. That's no, that doesn't matter. You're doing this for you. Um, give yourself a nice comfy chair. If what you do is a seated thing, make sure there's good light. If that's what you need or absolute darkness, you know, if that's what you need, uh, you know, you may be working on processing photography or something or, or editing. And in which case you do need the room to be dark, but make the environment, um, as user-friendly to you. Don't, if you can avoid working at like the dinner table or in a space that's used for many different things, or if you are going to carve out a space in that where you don't have to clear away your work stuff and go, Oh, now this is the dining table, or now this is the kid's bedroom, or now this is blah, blah, blah. Have your space. That's your space. If you can, I know that that's not always possible. Really what you're looking for is to create a timeless environment whereby you can just get lost and immerse yourself in your processes. Because the less um, sort of excuses you can give your brain to kind of do you over, <laughs> the less it will, you know, and if you give it, so, give it this beautiful timeless space, then it will, it, it's more likely to be on your side. Um, there's this music you can get called um, Hemisync, which um it embedded in the music and the music is a little bit twee, but embedded in the music are binaural brain waves at different levels. So different frequencies and, you know, different, um, like alpha, beta, gamma, delta, um, waves. And, and what it does is it can, it, cause your brain doesn't necessarily oscillate at the same frequency on both sides of the brain. So what it does is it, is it, um, brings those two sides of the brain waves into synchronicity and can help with sleep, with effectiveness, creativity, you know, blah, blah, blah. If you look it up on Spotify, Hemisync, H-E-M-I-Sync, S-Y-N-C. And they've got this whole playlist where you buy, and you can buy their CDs. That might be something that could work for you. I mean, I'm not, listen, I'm not, I'm not on the pay of Hemisync, but it's just another um, tool that's out there to use. Also look at the time of day, because again, with this brainwaves thing, you may be firing at a particular type of time of day that works for you. And if you try and write at times of day that don't work for you, 
especially I would say when you're in the more beta modes, it can be a little bit more challenging, but you've got to work around other criteria sometimes. So you've got to do what you've got to do, but like time of day can make a huge difference in terms of how susceptible you are to your creativity. I would say also, if you can, if you have any say, try and listen to where your mind is at and what it can do that day. Because sometimes I find I'm trying to ask my brain to do things it just isn't isn't in the space of in that day. And so I think what's going to be in my interest? Do I flog this and say, no, today is a writing day? Or do I say, mm, today I'm going to do podcasts or today I'm going to do planning or today I'm going to just get admin out of the way. I'm going to pull admin that I was supposed to do tomorrow into today. And then tomorrow will be the writing day. Obviously you don't want to be so much at the whim of what your brain wants because otherwise then it will totally dictate what your day looks like, but work with it. You know, you don't have to force it if it doesn't, what's the point of forcing it if it doesn't want to go? You know what I mean? I'm Roisin Conaty, and you're listening to Creative Source with Andy Osho. Probably most important of all, we've got to live our lives. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of times you hear like famous actors and comedians and stuff, they take a break and they go and live their lives. They go and live a life because that will, that space will help us to reset basically. And that's really important because creativity, as much as we want to have some, um, sort of say over it, and we don't want to just be doing it on a whim. We want to do, if we want to do it at a professional level, we've got to be able to deliver when we are asked to, or when we say we're going to, but equally we're human beings. We need breaks. We need rest. We need to regroup. We need to see some of the world and understand a little bit about who we are, learn more about who we are so that we're more available for whatever creativity wants to come into existence through us. But listen, let's take a moment to hear what the fantastic Daniel Lawrence Taylor has to say about writer's block. So writer's block to me, uh, it's, um, I remember at first it's one of those things that I really struggled to 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 deal with um but as time has kind of gone on it's just something that I've just learned to accept now because uh, I think it's just a part of writing and it's something that a lot of writers tend to say um and it's weird it's like it doesn't matter if you know you've had your 8 hours and you've gone to the gym and you've had the perfect breakfast and you're at your desk at nine o'clock and you've not been drinking or anything. So your mind is fresh, but sometimes your mind's just like, nope, I'm not doing it. Uh, and it's just something that you just have to accept. So I tend to just like get up and go for walks, pull my headphones, listen to music, listen to podcasts, stuff like that. Sometimes I'll watch TVs or films for entertainment, but hope that they're working like subliminally um, with the kind of project that I'm doing. So it'll kind of be in the same genre and the same feel. Um, and then kind of rock up at my desk again and hope that it's worked. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes you just have to call it a day earlier than you would have planned. And then, you know, when the day where things are firing, um, then you kind of work a little bit over time to kind of make up for the time that you lost um, when you had writer's block. But, you know, that's that's the way I deal with it. Um, but yeah, writer's block is just something that you... Um, it's just, it's just part of writing, I think. 
That was Daniel Lawrence Taylor with some great advice. Uh, it's all about tricking the brain, isn't it? I mean, that's really what it comes down to, finding ways to work with our brain rather than fight it to be able to get what we want to get done did. Um, so Daniel was, uh, you will have seen him in Time Wasters and Uncle and the Tracy Ullman show. And of course he was part of the very successful comedy duo Ginger and Black. So thank you, Daniel, for that advice. Um, so look, in conclusion, what more is there to say on writer's block? Let's work on not allowing it to govern our creativity and not to be scared of it, but to work with it. And find ways, as Daniel's uh, just said in his advice, find ways to just like not let it overcome us, but find ways around it. Um, ideas are all around us. And if you if you have a moment, go back and have a listen to the um, episode on ideas because they are all around us. And when you sit down to create, inspiration will meet you there. So you may go into the, um, into a creative project thinking, ah, I feel blocked. I I don't know where the sort of my creative source is going to come from. But to my mind, inspiration will meet you there. It's like this entity that waits for an invitation. And that invitation is you sitting down to create. So Never let the writer's block be the end of your story, because if you sit down and trust that inspiration will come, she will meet you there. That's the end of this podcast, guys. Thank you so much once again for listening in. Thank you to Soho Works for the glorious room that I find myself in um, and uh, for the podcast kit. Thank you for loaning me that to record uh, these episodes. Also, thank you guys for tuning in and for staying in touch, sharing your thoughts and comments on everything we've been discussing. Like I say, this is a community effort. So the more you guys are involved, the more it becomes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And also thank you as always to our fabulous patrons on patreon.com forward slash creative source with Andy Osho. It's going to be another episode coming very soon. Until then, take care guys. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Creative Source. If you're looking for more support with your creative journey, I'm offering one-to-one online mentoring. Perhaps you want to launch a project but don't know where to start. Maybe you've got stuck around a certain issue, need some advice, or just want to bounce ideas around. Whatever it is, I'm here. Just hit the Patreon link in the show notes or go to patreon.com forward slash creative source with Andy Osho to find out more.